Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. This week, my guest is Ron Cowgill, host of Mighty House Radio Show, and we'll get down and dirty and talk about home generators and solar panel systems. Ron, welcome to Green Sense. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really happy to have you on the show and uh, really excited to talk about today's topics. Uh, you are one handyman with a page of certifications and qualifications. You're a master certified remodeler, a licensed electric contractor, a state of Illinois licensed DV charger installer, a state of Illinois licensed solar installer, just to name a few. How'd yes. you get involved with construction? Um, it, I, I have to blame my mom. It's her fault because <laughs> Those I, moms. I, yeah, I want, I was, a, you know, in high school, they had, you know, all the different trade schools you could go to. And I wanted to do automotive. And she said, oh, you already do that. So you already work on cars. Why don't you go into building? So I took building trades in high school and I did the, the two year course there. And um, so I just always was dabbling in it. I spent four and a half years in the air force. And then when I got out, I, got back into the trades and just haven't looked back. So you have some love for it and you've got some natural inclination, I assume. Yeah, it just, it just, yeah, it just comes out. I, I can't help it, you know? So what led you to renewable and distributed energy installation? So um, I, I guess I've always kind of been interested in trying to make homes more efficient. And it I kind of evolved out of doing some better insulating, air sealing, uh, blower door testing. And then as solar panels start to become more and more prevalent, I it's probably 2008, 2009, when I really started getting into and studying up on the uh, solar PV uh, stuff. And I took some certification courses there also, and just started getting into the install. And it was just a client that asked, and I went, oh, that sounds pretty fun. Let's go try it. And um, so, you know, that that's what got that part of the ball rolling. And so we do a lot of uh, solar installations and, and and stuff like that also. Well, we're going to get into that in a second, uh, but you're also a man of many talents. Uh, you started a radio show. How'd you get involved with that? Somebody just asked me. Right? And um, we're, we're well, I'm going to ask you for the lottery numbers. <laughs> yes. So I was, uh, we're a member of NARI, the National Association for the Remodeling Industry. We're members there. And I was on the board at the time and somebody needed somebody to fill in for Lou Manfredini. And I went, eh, sure, I'll try it. What the heck? So I, I sat in on that, did that a couple of times. Then uh, David Hochberg from, uh, it, at the time was Townstone Financial. He asked me on his show and I did that and then met some other people. And then we just kind of, it just kind of started snowballing and ended up with our own radio show for 14 years. Well, I'm very happy to have you on the show and let's uh, get right into it. You know, inflation's rampant these days and we're all looking for ways to tighten our belts and save money. Yes. And one area that we can all save on is energy and utility bills. They're good for the pocketbook and good for the environment. But there's so much confusing information out there when it comes to solar panels and generators. And hopefully you're here to give us the facts, the straight okay. facts and yeah. tell us, tell us what we should know. So let's start out with solar panels. Okay. How do you know, this very basic question, if you have enough annual sunshine to make solar panels cost-effective, especially here in the Chicago area? Oh, well, all I have to do is bring up Germany, the number one country in the world that has solar panels, and they've invested heavily into it. Um, and they're generating power over there in Germany, and they're at the same latitude as we are and, and higher. So if they can do it there, we can definitely do it here. Now, 
beyond that, you can go to uh, Google has a, a, a quick and easy website, uh, Project Sun. So if you go to go to that website and you just type in your address, it'll instantly spit out whether or not you've got a good site, even though you, you think, oh, I've got a, a great roof for it. It's facing south. But then you find out you have trees and it's covered and it really is not going to work very well. So it will automatically adjust for the trees and, and the uh, direction of your roof and the type of roof and all that kind of stuff that's on there. So that'll give you a quick and uh, down and dirty way to know whether or not you should even invest in it. What's the what's that site again for our listeners? Sun Project. And it's it's put out by Google. Fantastic. So Google, Google Sun Project. It's a well, lot of fun for- to play on there. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Thanks for that the great tidbit of information. You're you're already adding value to the show. So uh, <laughs> photovoltaic panels or PVs, they convert the sun into electricity. So besides PV panels, what other equipment do you need to get that electricity into your house so it's usable? So you'll have the, the panel, which puts out DC, direct current. You need to switch that over to alternating current, AC so that that way it can go into your panel. So you end up with these inverters. You can have one large inverter down in, the, in your basement or next to the panel, and that will then introduce it into the, into your, into the grid. Or you can do micro inverters, uh, which is what we prefer to do because those now just get mounted on the back of each panel and you can, you've got better control over it. You can see how each panel is performing. There are a lot of advantage to, to micro inverters because if one inverter goes out, it doesn't kill everything which is what would happen if you just had one large inverter in your home. So the, the microinverters work really well. Uh, we use Enphase. And again, with that now, that gives you reporting. You'll have daily reporting of how much you've produced, what panels are performing better than others. And so you can kind of really monitor and micromanage it if you want to. Some clients really micromanage the whole, the whole process and know exactly what it's producing. And others, we put it on and then after a while they forget, you know, so... Um, that, but that's the idea. It, there's no moving parts. There's nothing to oil. There's nothing to grease. It, you put it on there, you install it, and it just runs. It just does its own thing. Well, that sounds fairly simple. And thanks for that clear explanation. So on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the hardest, how hard is it to do a DIY solar installation for a homeowner? Um, or let me ask it a different way. What kind of skills do homeowners need to do it themselves? Electrical skills, you need some mechanical skills to be able to bolt it all together. You need roofing skills so that that way you don't uh, puncture your roof and then have roof leaks. So uh, there's a lot of different trades to get involved in. And can you do it yourself? I'm sure you could. Some people do. Uh, you're not going to qualify for some of the, um, the, the rebates and uh, the federal you know, credits, the Illinois state credits that, that you can get. Uh, tax back information on. So that has to be done by a professional installer to, to qualify for those those credits. Well, our listeners couldn't see you grimace when I asked that question. So <laughs> the answer is probably a one pretty hard uh, or 10 pretty hard to do. Yeah. So let's look at it from another angle. Uh, if you have to hire a contractor to do this, what are you looking for to make sure you get a good contractor out there to do the job right? Well, you want to check with the state. There's, there's certified state installers. And just because you have uh, the solar, you can install the solar, you don't need to have an electrical license. So that's up to you if you wanna ha- have your solar installer also elect- have an electrical license. Otherwise there's a separate electrical contractor coming in to do it. 
which it's just an extra moving part. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but you know, those are really the things you want to look for. And if you, um, oh, now I can't remember the name of it. There's a, there's a, uh, Illinois solar.org. If you go on there, there's, they've got a list of all the certified installers and, and with all their qualifications. And it's a great website to get all the latest information on all the rebates, all the, all that kind of stuff too. They, they really stay on top of it. I know this is going to be hard to answer, but give us some generalities on what would it cost or give us a range. Uh, Cause I know it's very site specific based on size and other uh, parameters, but give us a range of what the homeowner could expect to pay. Our average installation is probably going to be around 20,000. I would say that's average, some high, some low. And then your rebates are 30%. So, you know, you're going to get a, a good portion of that back right away. Um, and then the Illinois state credits, you'll get those back too. So you can pretty much cut it almost in half. That's but, pretty, that's fantastic. Uh, does that include the parts, materials, or yes. just the installation? And everything. Material, wow, labor. So, so a $20,000 outlay and you get about half of that back. Right. And then the rest of it, you'll get back over time. You know. So, so let's talk a little bit about payback. Uh, what is the typical payback? How long would it take? Five to seven years, I would guess. You know, so that's, we, that's usually average. We've been doing this show for 12 years and we've been covering uh, solar for a long time and the prices are getting cheaper and cheaper and more competitive with uh, the utility rates. Correct. Have you seen them come down a lot? Oh yeah. No, I I could show you a $20,000 install we did 10 years ago. Yes. And it might have six panels on it. And, and now that's 18. So, and it produces, uh, you know, a, a infinite more power. Because those are, we were putting on panels that were 125 watts, 150 watts. Now we're putting up panels that are 390s, 450s. So, and they're taking up roughly the same size. So, it, so in our huge discussion difference. right here, uh, this $20,000 price, does that get you completely off the grid? It can. It depends on how efficient you live. Um, we go into homes where people are still running incandescent bulbs. Their, their refrigerator's 25, 30 years old. And, you know, they, they just, their appliances and the way they live is not very efficient. So if you were to put LED lights in the house, update your appliances, um, and also like air seal, insulate, really tighten up your home, yes, you can get it down to it. And we are now putting on systems that are smaller than the roof. We used to be, we, we, could, we didn't have enough roof space. Now we actually have enough roof space there's one we did last week where we actually cut it down because of his current electric bills and the efficiency of that house. He didn't really require more. And you don't want to produce too much more because ComEd won't give it back to you. So whatever you put on the grid and you don't use, they keep. So we try and size that array to produce over a 12-month period exactly what you're going to use. So we want to be just a little under that. To, to what, make what about faster. what about battery storage? Uh, the sun doesn't shine at night, so how do you uh, run things? Well, that's that's what we're using ComEd for. So during the day, you're producing more than you're using, and you're putting it on the grid, and and you're using it there. So you're using that the grid as a battery. So then later on in the evening when you need it, you get that back, and so now you're pulling it back, and it's just so you got a credit going out, and then you used it coming back in. So in the end. It's a zero wash. 
Fantastic. So you you don't need to get off the grid, but you could get off the utility bill. <laughs> Correct. I mean, right. we, we've got panels on our office and our, our electric bills are 25, 30 bucks. So, and, and it used to be a hundred and something. Anything else you'd like to say more about solar? Um, it's, it's constantly evolving. There's a lot of great credits coming out next year. If, if, if you were, were interested in it at all, it's a great way to go. There's also leasing programs out there. Let's say you don't have $20,000 to put on your, on your, in, into solar on your house, but there are companies out there that will lease your roof. So they will pay for the installation. They get all those tax credits. They, they, did, they spent the money on it. But now you just, instead of paying ComEd or your utility bill, you're paying them for the same amount of electricity. And then over a 20 year period, that becomes yours. So after 20 years, it's done. And now you didn't have, have any outlay. You're not spending any more than you did before, but you've gotten into solar and you, you're actually uh, making everything a little more efficient in the way, the way you're living. An added benefit is, uh, does your roof get any longer life by being protected by the solar panels? In theory, yes, but I don't think we've been installing them long enough to actually know that for a fact. Obviously, UV rays aren't beating up the shingles and, and tearing them up, but there's usually going to be at least three feet all the way around that array where the, that roof is still exposed to the, to the weather. So I don't know yet. Um, I think the jury's still out on that. Well, I like your answer. In theory, yes, but let, let's see. So let's... <laughs> yes. Let's move on to another topic. Uh, Chicago's known for its inclement weather, as we all know. Uh, hot sure. summers, cold winters, thunderstorms, tornadoes, all can play havoc with power lines. Uh, so when the power goes out, it disrupts our lives, our families, especially being so reliant on electrical devices. So let's get into generators because okay. there, there's so many different generators out there. And we'll play a little game. It's going to be a, a speed game. I'm going to list a generator. And then give you've got 30 seconds where you could tell me the pros, the cons, and the price range. And then okay. we'll spend some time on solar generators. So what I want okay. to go over are whole house, portable generators, inverter generators, gasoline, diesel, natural gas generators. Sound okay. good? Shoot. Start right, We'll start first. All right. Whole house. Whole house is probably the best way to go. Natural gas because it automatically turns on and off you'll have a 15 second delay between the power going out and the generator turning on and it, everything just comes back alive and you, you keep going about your day like nothing's wrong. So and without a doubt, range? that's the best way to go. Price range? Uh, you, you're, you're probably starting out at about 7,000. Okay, great. Next, portable generators. Uh, less expensive. You have to be home to make them work and you have to be home to fill them up. So, and then you need to have an electrician still come in and either wire into the panel, a sub panel to be able to feed those circuits you want to do, or you're running extension cords all over the place to your sub pump, your refrigerator, your furnace, all that. So uh, it's less expensive, but you need to be home and it's more time consuming. And price range? Oh, you can get into those for four or 500 bucks. And then, whatever your, and then whatever your extension cords are going to be. And is that the same with diesel? Yes. Well, diesel is going to be a little different because uh, it's going to run longer um, and it's, you know, it's going to, you're going to have that diesel fume too. I think that's going to be worse. Um, but those are going to be large, tend to be really large units. Those are going to be more commercial oriented, not residential. So, and we, 
And natural gas, we talked about this. Yeah, natural gas is the way to go. You just you, you set it down, you plug it all together, and, and it just runs automatically. And it'll keep running until the, the natural gas company runs out of gas. So, you know. <laughs> so that's great. Well, thanks, Dave. That was a good, uh, uh, fast uh, uh, information round. So and, let's do a deep dive into solar generators, which I think well, are really cool. So let's talk about the pros and cons about them. How practical are they? How much do they cost? And how do they work? The normal array that we would already put on your house is the same system. That doesn't change. What we're going to do then is wire it into the uh, the tra a transfer switch that will then charge all those batteries. Once those batteries are full, then it'll feed the grid and backfeed the grid so that that way you're prepared to ready to go. If the power ever goes out, that transfer switch will automatically switch over to the batteries and it just keeps running. So that uh, the house keeps going and it and it'll depends on how much battery pack you have, how long you can run, and you know how often the sun comes out. So what about portable solar generators? Tell, how do those work? The portable ones are yeah, now again, you're going to have to be home. You have to set up the system. Uh, you're going to have to make sure that you're setting up correctly that the array is facing the sun and you might need to go out and constantly move it to, to track the sun to get the optimal uh, power production out of it. And then you're, you know, you're going to have to wire that into the batteries. That seems like a quite cumbersome way to go, but you could do it. And also just thinking through it, typically storms happen and the sun's not shining. So how effective are solar, um, portable solar power generators? Correct. Yeah, you're waiting until the next day, you know, hmm. and by then your basement's flooded because your sump pump wasn't running. Right. Online. So they sound good, but maybe in practice, they don't work so well. Correct. Correct. And, you know, I have that for camping. When I go out camping, I've got a small... Uh, so I, think I open it up, I charge my batteries with it, charge my cell phone. And so for something like that, for camping or, you know, a quick emergency thing, it's great. But uh, as practical for emergencies, I don't think it's very practical. So bottom line, you like the whole house generators, even though they cost a little more, they give you ease, convenience and reliability. Yeah, something you don't have to be home. It just happens. It's automatic. And it, they're, they're really good systems. There are a lot of great manufacturers out there that, that, you, can, that you can use and, and get installed. So it works good. The portable ones, I wanted to back up on that a little bit. There's a, at, at least three or four news uh, articles you'll see around every storm where somebody started it in their garage and let it run with the garage door down. And then they all died because the carbon monoxide from the gas generator was in the garage or they thought it was too cold to put it outside or didn't want to put it in the rain. Get it outside, close the doors, close the windows around that, wherever you have that generator running. You don't want those fumes getting into the, uh, into the house and then killing you because you don't need the generator if you're dead. Yeah. Uh, words to the wise. Yes. Ron, it's really great having you on the show and I'd love to have you back again. And really I'd like to cover uh, this home installation of EV charging stations. A lot oh, of yeah. people are getting EV cars, but they, the big drawback is that whole charging network. And we've covered this many times. So uh, uh, we'll reach out to you maybe in a couple of months and get you back on the show and we can talk about EV charging stations. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. And there's great ways to get around that, that uh, you know, having enough power. So there's, there's good options out there for even if you want to do two cars, and you want to charge it, you know, within the house, we can, we can set you up and, and have it going. So. There's well, the great options out here. Well, thank you for joining us on Green Sense. All right. Thanks for having me.
That's Ron Cowgill, the host of Mighty House Radio Show with practical advice on home solar panels and generator selection. Green Sense is an independent radio show. We rely on sponsorship and listener support to produce high quality audio broadcasts that promote innovators with sustainable solutions. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, visit the greensensefarms.com website to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday at 105.9 FM, WBBM Chicago.